I mean, I'd love to move somewhere else. It's just hard because my credentials and my degrees, they don't transfer very easy. See, so, and I and think my, and my that retirement. shouldn't be a thing. The, the retirement I can kind of understand to an extent, but like the same thing with Jenna's degrees. My my wife is a uh, she has a master's degree in therapy counseling stuff. Um, but like yeah. if she, yeah, sure. But if she wanted to move somewhere else, she would have to either go back to school, get relicensed, uh-huh. or take a test or something like that. It's like so. I guess something happened where. One of her clients was on vacation in Florida and they were trying to do a virtual session with her. Like she just, the client said, can we go virtual? And my wife was like, sure. But when she found out that she was in Florida, she's like, I can't legally counsel you right now because you're in another state. So you would technically have to talk to somebody from that state, which is bogus. So, Well, yeah, Florida's going to want their money too. Like for as open as Florida pretends they are, they're not that very. They're every, not very open. Every state wants the money. That that's it's all about money. That's all it is. Now Wyoming, Idaho. I feel like those states just are there. Like they don't even. Exist. I would, I would move there in a heartbeat. By the way. Nah, it's too cold, bro. I love the cold. Yeah, no, love no it. Thanks. I I hate snow. <laughs> I love snow. No, I'm out. No, I'm going San Diego. Give me, give me, uh, uh, give me San Diego. If I could live anywhere but San Diego. How about San Francisco? No, no, no. I'm not trying to get shit on. Have you ever been to San Francisco? Oh, of course. I mean, it was, listen, um, I would say, you know, me and my wife before we had kids, like six, seven years ago, I mean, that was our spot. That was our favorite spot. We'd go there, get a hotel for the weekend, go to Giants games, walk around, feel completely safe. Like it was not what it is now. I won't even go there now. Like I won't take my kids there. I want to go to Giants game because I really like going to Giants games and my kids uh, get that. But um, I don't feel safe taking them like just straight up. Like I don't feel safe walking around there. I don't feel safe taking them. Now you could probably take it to the park. Like, you could drive into San Francisco because usually we take BART, which is essentially just like a subway. It just, you know, just like a train, uh, like a trolley almost. But that has become so like crime ridden and problems like you don't want to do that. Then you have to drive into a city and you know how it is driving to big cities. Philadelphia is probably the same way. Like it's just a headache. And so trying to drive into big cities, with yeah. three kids, trying to find parking, which now parking for Giants games are 85 bucks. And for a baseball you can park, game? Yeah. You can park at other places. Like if you want to park like, um, you know, around the stadium, it's like 50 bucks. But then again, you're walking with the kids in a city that's not very safe right now. And, and usually for Giants games, there's so many people. It's pretty safe for the most part, you know. Uh, but it's just like there, it's not worth spending like for th- four tickets to go to a Giants game. You're talking almost 250 bucks, probably. Even though they suck ass, you're still talking like $250. Then you're talking about parking. You're talking about food there, which is expensive as heck. So you're looking at five, 600 bucks to go to a Giants game. Like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Plus the city, you know, trying to get yeah. out of the city parking. You have to pay tolls too. Um, which is not something that, you know, Californians are used to. You don't usually have to pay tolls. I know the East Coast, you guys pay tolls all the time. But here, you don't do that. And in it, San Francisco, you have to. That depends. If you're taking, um, like, if you're going into New York City, yes. If you're going into New Jersey, no. If you're coming back from New Jersey to Pennsylvania, New Jersey clips you. That's not Pennsylvania. There's a lot of tolls in New Jersey we have like the turnpike, which is a toll road, but you just get an easy yeah. pass. I'm assuming you guys have that out there. Um, and then, you know, mm-hmm. you just, it sticks up on your windshield or I just, we don't have, I that. don't. 
Oh, you don't have that? Okay. Well, yeah, we got it out here. Um, but the turnpike's not, but then like the turnpike is a really well-maintained road. Um, you know, so it's not, it's not too bad, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's not, I don't know. It's not that big a deal, I guess. I'm just mm. used to it at this point, but yeah, that's why I like going to minor league games. Um, like I would love to go to a Phillies game, especially now they're doing really well. Uh, yeah. but I would just rather go to an iron pigs game, which is their triple a affiliate. I can get general admission tickets were $9 a piece last time I checked. So you don't get a seat. You just kind of walk around the stadium or they have, um, instead of putting bleachers in this one section, they just have like a, a sloping grassy area where yeah. you could put a blanket down and just chill. Um, I've always wanted to do that. Just haven't, um, food. There's reasonably priced. They have a little beer garden. Uh, parking is like $5, I think. And you know what I mean? It's right there. And yeah, you know what? Driving into Philadelphia does suck, depending on the time of day. If it's rush hour, forget it. Just forget it. Like if yeah. I went, if it's 10 51 p.m., if I went to drive to Philadelphia right now, um, I would be in the city, park somewhere in an hour and 15 minutes. And in an hour and 25 minutes, my car would be vandalized. And I could be dead. <laughs> depending on what part of the city I went to. But, hey, listen, sanctuary cities, dude, they don't fucking work. Philadelphia is a sanctuary city. San Francisco is a sanctuary city. Not to get political, but you let people come in. You don't punish anybody for doing anything wrong. This is the shit that happens. You can't just mm-hmm. be like, hey, you're good. Do whatever you want and expect things to work out okay. Just, nope. This is human nature. It's just human nature. Yeah, you got to just be careful. Like, And then, you know, as a dad, you got to... I always think about this, like, you know, if we go to these places, you know, will will my kids be safe? You know what I mean? Like, and there's plenty of stuff to do that they're safe. I go to pumpkin patch and they have probably just much as fun. And it's just like, I could just go somewhere else. Uh, So I always, you know, I always weigh that with them as like, and then, you know, you're out now, like people are weird now. Like, you guess, you know, even like I live by Fresno, which is almost a million people live in the city. It's a big city. There's a lot of crime and, you know, everywhere there's going to be cities are going to be crime. But like you go to like the zoo, you go to the little things like as a dad, you pick up on stuff like that, social cues, seeing like you're reading people. Okay. You know, there's homeless, there's a lot more homeless people now or unhoused. Sorry. I forgot the political term now is unhoused. Uh, so there's a lot of those type of, you know, people out and you got to be very careful because, you know, especially like for me, when I take my kids to the park, it, dude, like we have one park here in the small little town that I live in, like it's completely been overrun by homeless people. They live there essentially. So you can't take them to that park. Then the bathrooms, like it is impossible to get these kids to go to the bathroom in these bathrooms because they leave them open. So a lot of the homeless people go in there to shower and it's nasty. And as a dad, it sucks because like when they have to go pee, they have to go home. Like we have to go home because it's just like, you know, we're going to go. All right. Well, we make sure you pee before you leave because, you know, you can't go home. Like it just sucks for the kids because it kind of ruins their experience. You got some homeless guy sleeping in like the, the the tunnel at the park and you're just like, OK, like so that's the other part of it. You know, it just sucks for them. And it's like you feel bad. But at the same point in time, like. I, I don't know. What do you do? What do you do? Right. Yeah. You just leave and you just say, hey, then you just try to teach your kids like. You know, my daughter was asking me the other day, like, you know, where do homeless people come from? Because they're kids. They don't, you know, they don't know. And I said, well, you know, some made poor choices. Some had things happen to them they couldn't control. And some are very mental health. Like in mental health, we, we kind of, we're not doing a good job with it. And I was like, it, there's not really one big answer there. I was like, but what we can do is just be nice to them. 
and you know you just try to you know you try to show your kids you know i'm not yelling at them i'm not doing that i used to have a friend who used to yell at them all the time because he just can't stand it he's like get a job and it's like well some of them can't like some of them are not you know yeah. are able to now some could probably definitely but some you know mentally or they're war veterans and you know those type of things like they're not going to be able to do that stuff so you just try to teach your kids the best you can um but there's no perfect answer for that that's a topic that's hard for kids and, and you today try to teach yeah that's i hate when there's questions that i get asked by her and i just don't have an answer to yeah and i don't want to be like you'll understand when you get older because obviously they don't want to hear that but sometimes you're right there is no easy answer now like around here there's no well there's some homeless people but it's not a lot no. but then again homelessness is not a thing that people want to do on the east coast <laughs> because it gets cold although yeah no that's not true the last time i was in baltimore well, philly's I, pretty bad you you know what that place is going to burn itself down the the bad the worst part of philadelphia is a place called kensington um just stay the fuck out of there like that is no, gotta world, it's the apocalypse down there the fentanyl there's people you know they get uh, like stuck you know what i'm talking about it's, yeah. it's i wouldn't i wouldn't go there it's it's it sucks man it, it's sad it's sad it really is you know what i did want to ask you something too um this is something i was thinking about today and I know you said that your father left when you were younger, so you were predominantly raised by your mom. Was there yeah. anything that your mom did that was weird, but you thought was normal? And if you need a minute to think about, I could start because I have one. Yeah, go ahead. You can start to so give me an idea. Mommy's liver medicine. <laughs> when my mother would get home every day, she would say, Mommy needs her liver medicine. I'm seven years old. Mommy's liver mm -hmm. medicine was in a bottle in the yeah. cabinet with the pots and pans. It was a bottle of bottom shelf vodka. <laughs> that was before I knew that drinking problems were a thing. I just yeah. thought it's mommy's liver medicine. You know, I get medicine in a bottle. So maybe my mom does too. Who am I yeah. to judge? And I know I can't drink it because the medicine's not for me. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and then when you tell people that, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? So, that was one of the ones for me. And also, um, well, just basically one thing that my parents did was they drank every night, which I thought was completely normal until I got out and realized, hey, that's not. Not everybody does no. that. And if you do and you're in control and you're having a good time, how about it? No, it's not normal. Drink responsibly. Uh, you drink responsibly. I don't drink, though, so it doesn't really... Uh, you, that, you quit? I mean, you know, I'll drink, like... When I say I don't drink, I mean, like, I don't, like... I'm not coming home and grabbing a beer. Um, Like, I haven't bought beer in over a year. But if I go out to eat, I'll have a... Like, if I'm with friends, like, tomorrow, we have, like, a... My, my buddy's fourth bachelor party. So he's getting married for the fourth time this year. Um, so October 20th, he's, he's tying the knot for a fourth time. So, Hey, have a, I'm in a wedding on October 20th. Yeah. So I am too Saturday uh, or Friday. It's a Friday actually. Should we um, send selfies and then hashtag them? Yeah, we should. Yeah. Friday, oh, be, uh, Friday there. Um, 
yeah so i'm in a wedding but you know it's his fourth wedding and so it's funny because it's like what are we doing for his fourth wedding you know um so we're going just we're gonna go to like this it's called the mission it's like a bar slash hotel and it has like a bunch of stuff we're gonna watch some college football and stuff so i'll have i'll have a beer there like you know what i mean like i'm gonna yeah. oh, okay I'll, I'll take some drinks but as like a casual drinker or like at any other places no I, I tend to not do that um and i might get that from my mom like you know thinking about what you the question that you asked like she never drank, you know, around me. Um, I, she doesn't really drink that much anyway, but I think because she was a single mom, she didn't want to like present that. And also she worked two jobs. So she was gone graveyard and then like swing shift, kind of like a weird kind of swing shift that she had for her second job. So I know she, you know, she was there in the morning, but I woke up, she was there when I got home, she made dinner, she went to work. Um, that's how she kind of did her stuff. So, you know, for her, the way she kind of like presented herself, I think that was important for her. Um, and I think it's probably why I don't drink that much. Cause like, you know, I mean, I drink in college, obviously I did like the stupid stuff, yeah, but like it never course. really stuck with me. And like in high school, I never did that either. Um, or just, you know, the other thing that always make my, makes me laugh. My mom is like, I always thought like food came in prepackaged meals. So, like, you know, like the prepackaged fajitas from like the store and like that was already cooked and stuff. Cause my mom yeah. can't cook. Like she's a terrible cook. So like, uh, she used to always like the, the literally my life consisted of pizza spaghetti because it's really hard to fuck up spaghetti like you got to really mess up spaghetti in like a way like pasta is not too bad like um and then like I always came like prepackaged fajitas too like and like my buddies used to always laugh because that's literally what i ate and then like mcdonald's double cheeseburgers like literally like that's because like me and my buddy in high school we go get that um but yeah just eating that like it's just funny the way like you grow up on certain food because now my wife will make full course meals and she does all this stuff for my kids and i always laugh because i'm just like yeah, my mom used to make spaghetti and stuff. I mean, my brother always talked about it. Where I was like, I don't know how we survive. You you get through it though. You just get through it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you talk about it, you can't fuck up spaghetti. I'll never forget the first time my now wife made me spaghetti. It was just she made the noodles, and then she just warmed up jar sauce, and I'm like, <laughs> oh no. And I'm not, I'm not Italian or Italian as people around here say, but uh-huh. I will tell you this. I'm predominantly German. I'm not sure if anybody could tell by how stubborn I am, but even so my mom would always make pasta sauce and then yeah. she would, she would make a lot and then freeze some so that uh-huh. we always had good pasta sauce. The only time, I mean, we always had a jar there just in case you needed something or there was whatever, you know, sometimes you need pasta sauce. Um, but I was like, Oh, this doesn't, this doesn't cut it for me, sweetheart. You know what I mean? Now you can get away with jar pasta sauce, people, if you're making something like ravioli, something like that, where the sauce isn't the star of the show. But um, show some pride to mm-hmm. the Italians. Make some real sauce, people. <laughs> it's not hard to make that sauce. You know what it's I mean? Not, like it's, 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 just, you put it together, it simmers for a few hours. You hang out, you watch it. Yeah, or throw some shit in a blender and just, just cook it. Like It's not... It's, it's not, not terrible right now. It's not that hard. No. Yeah, that's yeah. just something, you know, it's and then like my dad um one thing he always used to do was if you disagreed with him, he accused you of being a communist. So mm. that still happens now by the way. That's the he, 60s though, right? He grew up in the 60s probably. Uh yeah, well, he was born in 57 and he yeah. so my my dad's mom died when he was 3 months old. Um mm. and my dad's dad, my grandfather, had three other children, and you know he was just having a hard time. And then he met this woman that didn't want kids, mm. 
so he was going to give my father up for adoption. Jesus. <laughs> I know. I and, mean, you know, you hear the story. You, you want to say something like, well, it must have been some good pussy to give four kids up for. Um, but so, like, he went to live with his grandparents. So, you know, growing up in that time, but you're also being raised by people from the fucking Depression era. You know what I mean? Like, because my great grandparents, yeah. my great grandfather was born in like 1896, and my great grandmother was born in 1902. So, like, you know, you think you're cheap? Oh no, sir, you are not cheap compared to these people. And these people are, you know, oh, you got a hole in your socks? I'll fix it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. they didn't call people to fix stuff back then. You fixed no. everything you could. So. But yeah, that that's his thing. Like, oh, you disagree? You're a leftist. You're a communist. Blah blah blah. And you know, I was like that for a while too because you're just you're emulating how you grew up, and you think that yeah. that's right. And then the more you get out and you talk to new people, you meet new people. You're like, I don't have to agree with everybody, but I can respect and listen to their opinions. Like having a, if you had a political discussion with me, it would be way different than having one um, with my father. If you disagree mm -hmm. with him, you're wrong. But for me, I believe in partisanship. <laughs> Both sides should be working together to make the country better. There should also be more than two parties represented mm -hmm. in this country. And also, hey, want to throw it out there. If you're so old that Walmart wouldn't hire you or they would take your driver's license away, you should not be in charge of my daily life just yeah. throwing that out there and also joe biden's a hypocrite you were bashing the wall now you're building it because <laughs> hey that's not political i'm just calling him out for being a hypocrite you know what i mean uh-huh yeah 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 but like, I, there I, is... I don't i don't talk about politics i stay away no it's just one of those things like i hate hypocrisy just through and through no matter yeah. who it is just the oh shit yeah out of me, man. i mean we live in the world so me and bauer over here we live in the world of content creation and bauer's <laughs> in a little bauer's in it a little bit more than i am now i'm a little bit i'm kind of semi-retired a little bit um you're so busy though is the problem like yeah i don't i, I can't do as much as i used to do uh although i but, will say i love your saturday night wrap-up show um yeah I've been, it's quick. like I don't always get to listen to it or watch it on Saturday, but I was listening to it while I was doing yard work last weekend. I, I do enjoy it. Um, yeah. Taking, it's, it's... taking pot shots at Jeff on there. Jeff had better <laughs> places to be. I got I got to take some pot shots at my co-host. Uh, yeah. No, I think, you know, um, you know, and, and when we talk about hypocrisy, we see it a lot in content creation. Like we'll see, oh, you know, sure. you know, you see, you see the people who like, you know, they'll do the exact same thing that they don't like others to do, but it's okay when they do it because it's different. And it's like, no, that's not like they talk about engagement. They talk about all stuff. Um, and it's so, it's just, it's so funny. And then like, you'll have like companies who literally were started by stealing someone else's ideas or you're like, yeah, you have this stuff. And it's like, they try to take this holier ground. I think parenting's like that as well. Like, you know, I, I think, uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy in parenting. I'm on the other side of, of parenting now. Um, we may be able to tease this, but I could talk about some, I can't say names, but I could talk about parents that I've had to deal with in my new role of assistant principal uh, of like, what are we doing? Like, of course, you know, of course your child's going to have some struggles because what are you doing at home? Like what is going on? And, um, and, and I can't stress this enough. Like, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a parent, what you're doing at home matters so much for your kids at school. Because what you mm. tell them is what they're doing and what you show them is what they're doing. And it's really hard for us as educators when I'm sitting in my office and I'm saying, hey, you shouldn't do this. But my mom said 
And I'm like, well, mom is wrong. Like, it's hard for me to do that because like, and, and I told a student that this week, I did tell a student, your mom is wrong. Like you, if she wants you to do that, do you do it at home? Because if that's her rules, but our rules here in society says you cannot do that. And so I think yeah. that's the struggle we're having. Well, and I think that's important to note too, that certain places you go to have tolerances that other places won't. For yeah. example, Tuesday, getting core Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Cora goes to preschool, get dressed. I want to stay in my pajamas. No, you can do that on Monday and mm. Friday when you go to your grandmother's house because we'll take clothes, whatever. You can't do that at preschool. No. You have to be dressed. You have to wear sneakers. And we have to take your bag that has your blanket in it and you know your sheet for if you take a nap or whatever. Mm. I'm like, those are the rules. Well, then I'm not going to preschool. Well, we're paying $49 a day that says otherwise. <laughs> so get your little tush and gear and get dressed. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's stuff like that. Like, yeah, and I try to I try to teach her like, and one of the things that I try to do as a parent, and I, I'm never going to tell you that I'm a perfect parent. It's a learning curve every day. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're not perfect. But I try to explain my decisions to my daughter to the best uh -huh. I can. Well, why can't I do this? It's never because I said so. It'll be something like, because you could get hurt. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Be because that's not how you treat people. Because the cat doesn't like having her fucking tail pulled and having her face screamed in. And that's why she tries to bite you. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, And the conversations that you have to have with the child. I was not ready for some of these. Like, There was a dead bird behind our garage. And she found it. And I was like, stay away from that thing. And my mm. wife goes, you could get a disease. Then I'm explaining to my four and a half year old what diseases are. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then she was, she walked, she woke up the next day. She's like, Oh daddy, I have the plague. Like you said. And I'm like, no, you don't have the plague. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's stuff like that. that I was not ready for this stuff as a parent, man, but it's, mm -hmm. it's fun. But yeah, you know, it, it, it really is important too. And like, the school's job is not to raise your child. No, it's, it's really not. The school's job is to get them ready to be productive members of society. But you have a bigger part in that than the school does. It, you yeah. really do. Like, and stop just shoving tablets and crap in front of your kids. Like, let them, let them play. Let them play. Play with them. I love playing with my little girl. She always wants to play Play-Doh. And then she mixes all the colors together and it drives me insane. Uh <laughs> Because then everything's just like this really, it's really weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. It smells no, weird. it's, you know, I, yeah, I think the, the reality of schools as I've been in it, like, I don't think parents understand, like, so, you know, I was talking to Bauer here before the show and we have 900 elementary kids to go to our school. So K through six, that's a lot of Insane. kids. With Insane. We are the biggest, one of the biggest schools in our, in our, in our district. And, you know, there's two of us, there's two administrators and then there's, we have other, you know, great people. We have amazing counselors and we have a couple really great um, reading intervention people and they help out as much as they can, but we're relying on the parents. So if you look at that, you know, let's say each kid has two parents, which I know like I didn't, but let's just say, or two guardians or someone you, you're thinking you have nine. So I, I deal with essentially 1900 
parents and I deal with 900, you know, give or take 900 students, whatever the case would be. So I, on any given day, I'm, I'm wouldn't that be 1800 students or parents? Did I say 1900? You did. Yeah, we'll just say you know some of them have some co-parents in there. Uh, so all it's right, time. so you're, okay. it's been a long week. Okay, uh, so let's just I'm a history you. teacher. So like if you if you look at it from that perspective, I mean I'm dealing with from anywhere between you know 3,500 people because if you know you're looking at all their grandparents, all the these people, their friends, all of that other stuff that's coming in there, um, we need the parents' help. And you know, as from a parent from my standpoint, I mean my kids know like. You know, and I think to your point too, they understand like my kids act way different at my house than they do at school. Oh uh, my, my God. Yeah. <laughs> my kids, oh like my, my, like the things they say, they know that I can say it like, and I'll be honest, like my kids, um, you know, they, they, you know, my, my daughter will cuss and, but she does it in the right context. It's not bad words. It's like ass or shit or stuff like that. Like I'll hear my daughter say, ah, shit. Like, cause she fell or dropped something or something. And to me, I am not one of those parents that care about cussing. However, I will care if you do it at school. And they know this, like there's a difference. And I talked to them about that though. I said, Hey, listen, cause in my, in my life, like cussing is a, is a sign of intelligence. The way that you can cuss, like, I really do believe that cussing is part of our society. It's ingrained. Like when I taught high school, sometimes I had to say some words in there because that's how they talk and you have to be able to communicate with those people. And that's just kind of the way it is. Now, elementary is a little different. So I'm definitely not going to say that. Like I said, butts the other day on, on the mic, when I was talking in the lunchroom <laughs> and I said, sit on your butts and they oh, right. Cause first and second graders, that's a bad word to them. And I was like, Oh shit, I said, I gotta say bottoms. Uh, but like, you know, like in your head, but like with my daughters, like they'll say little things around here to me because they hear me say it, but they know because of me, it's okay. Like you're not saying bad, bad words, but you can, you know, I understand that now mom gets mad. So this is more of a dad thing. Um, but at school, they absolutely know, like every one of their teachers say, oh, they're the most, they have the most empathy. They're so sweet. They take care of the business. Uh, and I will say this, and I know it's going along, but I will say that my daughter, my, my younger one, she's in the preschool there. She goes to the same school as my, my older kid now who's in first grade, um, but they do have a preschool. She goes all day. And my, her teacher called me the other day and she's like, Hey, listen, I have no idea what happened. You know, your daughter went into the bathroom um, and she came out and then she went back in and then she just came out and I said, Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'll ask her about it. She's like, she's like, I don't know. She's wearing different pants or something like that. Well, my daughter, she had a little accident. She's four. So, you know, sometimes they have little accidents yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, it she didn't tell, she didn't tell anybody. She went and grabbed her bag where she has her extra pair of clothes. She brought her bag in. She got herself dressed and just came out. Like nothing happened. She cleaned everything. She put her like the, you know, she had a little accident. She put that in like the plastic baggie. She did it all by herself. And her teacher was like, so when I told her what happened, her teacher's like, I've never had a student that is just self-sufficient. She's like, you guys have taught her how just to take care of things, like not cry, just, you know, do that. And, and, and that was good for her because it's like, oh, well, we're teaching them how to be self-sufficient, which in this world, you need to learn how to be self-sufficient. And so for you know, sure. there's, there's little things that come over. So, I mean, she has her moments at home and she's definitely a pain in the ass. But like she, you know, <laughs> what you teach them really matters. But knowing like having that social awareness in your kids is so important. Like you talked about understanding where to do things what is appropriate like i say it all the time like not not here like do not if we go and i will if we're at a restaurant and they start i will take their asses to the car like that is not how we act and they know that um and you have to follow through though like you know yeah I, that's big I got super pissed at my daughter did and i probably get yelled at from all the weird parents out there that gentle parent <laughs> but like my daughter they were 
doing so, oh this would happen my my oldest daughter they were playing cars and she got mad and threw one of her cars well the car bounced off something and hit our our newborn mm. and the newborn started crying and i said i am so done and i threw away all of her cars i took all of her like she has like six cars i threw them away in the trash took them over there and threw them away and it caused like a historic like my my oldest started freaking out crying she ran to her room um and then and my wife, it was one of those ones where you know how you do something and your wife's like staring at you like, you might have went too far. And I was just like, no, like she needs to know how not to do this. And so then we talked about it. So after we threw him away, I went and talked to her uh, after like an hour because she was she had a little moment. And so then I, I came in. I was like, hey, you can't do that because you could have really hurt your sister. I was like, but you have all kinds of different cars. And you know what? These things are a privilege. They're not a right. Like, you're not going to treat them like that. You're not going to do these things just because you don't get your way because you're fighting with your sister. Like, you don't have to have these things. I could take away all these toys and give them to somebody else. Like, I didn't have toys growing up. I had, you know, I was, we were broke. We didn't have this stuff. Um, and then to her credit, she's like, I know, Dad, I'm really sorry. And like, we had that talk. And, and I kept the cards in the trash, though. Like, some parents would go get them out and give them back to her. No, they're in the trash. That was the decision. And you just got to stick to it. Gentle parenting's gone too far. You need a little, Tough love sometimes too. As... I think gentle parenting's idea is fine. Like I'm, we're in the middle, right? Like I don't beat my kids with a belt like I used to do. Like I used to. No, beat. no. I was more but... afraid of my mom than my dad. By the way, when it came to yeah, hundred percent, because she was yeah. around more, so she took care of it like that. There was no wait till your father gets home. She'd be like, Nah, I'm gonna nip this <laughs> in the bud right now. Yeah, like it, it, like there's none of that, but also like. I see those videos sometimes and me and Michael share with each other on Instagram sometimes. Like, yeah. it's like, like your kid is doing something wrong over and over and over again. And you're like, come on, honey, you can do it this time. No, bro. Like, that's not like, no, like your kid's doing so you need to redirect. No, this is how you act in a certain area. Uh, yep. Because that's when you get kids that are, you know, they, they don't understand how to act. They expect things. It just doesn't work. Like you have to actually hold them accountable. Now I'm not saying spank them. I very rarely spank my children ever. I did like, once. Yeah. Once. Like, and because she kept hitting myself and my wife in the face mm -hmm. and it was like, she thought it was funny and repeatedly. And I just grabbed her and I spanked her and she, that's all. It and it wasn't, mm -hmm. it was like, it wasn't that hard. It was enough to let her know you were not mm -hmm. in charge here. We are. And it was one time in her four and a half years. Although yeah. she probably should get spanked a little more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you and you just play by ear. I, I'll be honest. I spank, I you know, I, maybe a few, a handful of times. I can think of it like on my hand for all of my kids. My wife though, she don't. You want to fuck with her? Like she will. Like she is very disciplined to where I'm kind of daddy because they're my girls. You know what I mean? That's a little yeah. different. So it's like you know. Um, but you know you have to you have to parent and then if you make a mistake you have to tell them hey i made a mistake i shouldn't have oh yeah we do too we do too and that's it's mm -hmm. important because my parents never fessed up to making mistakes it was always do as i say not as i do and yeah. it was just why because i'm the parent you're the child mm -hmm. you know and i have had to say well i want to do this well hey listen unfortunately you are a child you cannot do that yeah, I'm the parent. I'm in charge of you. I have to sometimes make decisions that you may not like, but the, just to make sure that you're that everything's okay for you in the future. So, Kevin, yeah. I don't really have much more than that. I don't know about you. No, man, I'm good. This was a good talk. Yeah, it was. I think I'll split it up into two. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good. All right, you want to lead us out of here? 
All right. We appreciate you guys listening. Now, what the hell is the fatherhood? We're still trying to figure that out together. We'll be back next time.